welcome to Leafs Talk, J.D. Bunkus, J.T. Bourne. Nice to have you, brother. Can you believe it's January and this is the first time that you and I are doing a Leafs Talk? Is that, I, that is honestly shocking. So no, Truly. I cannot. But I'm yeah, happy this, to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you. It's just a weird scheduling dynamic that's happened with the two of us that, that has caused it this way. So let me start you with the big question of the night. All right? You're here. Yeah. Who's the first star? Is it Austin Matthews or the Leafs video coach who you informed me was, what is it, Jordan Bean before Jordan the Bean. broadcast? Jordan Bean and Jordan Sam Bean. Kim, I believe. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, how good are these guys? What are they, 18 for 19 on the year? What's that worth to a team? A million dollars? Like, I I don't know, but whatever he makes, I think it should be more than Sheldon Keith. <laughs> if you told me what's the wins above replacement of Sheldon Keith this year versus the wins above replacement of the video review team, it's like that's not a, that's not even a question. That's not even a debate. I love this. If I if I'm the video coach, I'm going to arbitration and saying, <laughs> "What do you think my value is? Look at the league average success rate. I'm yeah. through the roof." And they the have the best guy. They have the best guy. Like we didn't realize that the Leafs have the Wayne Gretzky of the video room. <laughs> you can skirt the salary cap by having the best video guys. Also ridiculous that this is a no goal. Like, come on. Okay. So I'm glad you said this because tonight was a weird spirit of the rule night for me. Yeah. Um, I am not a fan of video review. I'm sorry, Jordy Bean. Uh, I just, I think that by creating more of it, we've we haven't done ourselves any favors like sports yeah. are not better because of the immense amount of video review in my opinion if that's not yours that's totally fine i just think that it slows down the game i'm in the Connor mcdavid camp of if you've got to look at this sucker for 15 minutes then it's probably not consequential we should probably not rule it this way right. i'm glad the leafs were able to get a win tonight because god i did not want to do the meltdown show with you like i just needed a change of pace brother yeah. so thank you jordy for getting this thing done but <laughs> The idea that that was okay, I can read it to you because I saw the league. Uh, they they posted exactly what it is, right? They said that quote, uh, the video review determined that Blake Coleman directed the puck to Jordan Osterley with a hand pass at eleven thirty of the blah blah blah, blah decision to at rule seventy nine. I don't think that's a deflection. He sticks out his hand it because I think it's a little instinctual. It yeah. grazes it, and then it, to me, it's like both sticks are kind of touching the puck. I would have, like, again, Jordy Ben knows the rule, or Jordy Ben. Jordy ben. Jordy ben. just merging eventually. He's just going to be like, Jamiroquai well, is doing a great yeah. job. He knows the rules better than any human being on planet Earth. He's yeah. got the most sharp eye for hockey ever. Like, yeah. again, every, there's no way another human being on Earth saw that play and said, wow, we should, they should review that, yeah. right? No, it just like dusted the fabric. Like if they had been leather gloves, it wouldn't have touched the threads hanging off of it. But hey, you know, when you're down, like the Leafs have been down and you're you're anything you could do to scratch and claw, you take it. Sometimes it goes against you. They got one to go for them tonight. I totally agree. I just think that if it takes the Wayne Gretzky of the video room to identify the play and no one else on the planet thinks it's a thing, then it probably shouldn't be a Beaner, thing. Beaner, Beaner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he, he's got to get a race. Like he has yeah, to go into an MVP office tomorrow. conversation. Let's go. I just, do you know what this reminds me of? Is remember when Kawhi had the doctor that was keeping him healthy? Yeah. Was, and I think the Rodgers will have him. Alex, I can't remember. This is now becoming that kind of lore where you go, you can't leave Toronto because they've got this doctor. You can't leave Toronto because <laughs> they've got this video review coach. Yeah. Okay. So 
the Leafs start tonight just horrifically. Yeah. Like it is, it is one of I would say the most lackluster periods that they've had all season, especially considering the circumstances. Yeah. And then to end the period, Austin Matthews scores the first of his three goals. I, where do you put that among just the most important goals of the season so far? Yeah. Great question. You know, it, it really was one of those moments. And I'm sure you saw some tweets like this online where it's like the coach's back is up against the wall. You know, mm-hmm. you, you'll see what you get for a pushback. And then like TJ Brody coughs at one up right away and there's shots immediately and they just get outplayed heavily and you go, uh Oh, but yeah, you get to the end of the period. Matthews goes through his legs again on another play mm-hmm. right before he scores and just buries it. An absolutely unbelievable finish. And things turn around. They go to the dressing room. They have a conversation. And I thought the second period was one of their best of the season. So I'm not going to look at the first period and say it's a reflection of anything great other than they just, or anything uh, major, other than they played terribly, kind of found it. And boy, Austin Matthews did the thing you needed him to do with the team struggled like they have. And he kind of put the team on his back tonight. I, I can't say that I feel fully confident that the Leafs show up in the second period the way they did if yeah. Matthews doesn't score that goal. Yeah, you think that's a turning point? I really do. I really think that that materially changes things. You're going down, and you're pro- without that goal, I think that they would have been booed in Calgary's rink by the Leaf fans that were in attendance. Well, yeah, what good happened in the first period otherwise? Nothing. Nothing. It was, uh, like, again, I, I don't want to get too bogged down in this, but I do think that it's, like, a major storyline in this game. The Leafs, the the energy that they showed up with, the rest of the team outside of Matthews and Marner, who played well, I thought, in the first, like, at least they had moments. I don't think anybody else had even a glimmer, uh, uh, a, a shift, uh, a play. It yeah. was just horrific breakouts, icing after icing, and then they end up getting outshot by a Calgary team. I think it was 9-4 in the first. Like, they got four shots. One of them went in Calgary's net because of Austin Matthews. It was... Yeah. It was dreadful. Like we asked Jobo to put together this pack from the first period of just some of the breakouts. They couldn't get anything going. You know what it felt like to me, Borden? Mm. Just with some of, because it wasn't even just that. It was the way they were letting Calgary gain the zone and just yeah. play with the puck in their own end. I It felt as though the Leafs had never played together before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's Sheldon recently had that quote about like, I'm not sure who I can trust, like in the biggest moments or whatever. And you just were kind of looking up and down the bench going, who do you trust right now? Like Tyler Bertuzzi hasn't felt trustworthy and obviously Domi and somebody Greg are not having his best night tonight. And you just kind of go through the lineup and say, like, who do you want to go over the boards? You know, they, they ended up, I thought being okay, but the Tavares Nylander duo was dreadful at times tonight, just dreadful. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying here. Breaking the puck out of the zone was really ugly for a huge portion of the game. And it did feel like, you know, it took that Matthews goal for them to find it a little bit and go play on the other end of the ice. You know, you sit here at the end of the day, they carried the play against Calgary. They had, I think, uh, Sport Logic has high danger shots um, at 69 for them. But without that Matthews goal, you're probably right. It's probably a different story. Yeah. And that's, you know, you're, you're saying he put the team on his back. That's completely it. This is, this is a, you know, when I, I've never fully understood war in sports, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm not smart enough to understand the, the actual algorithm of it. Like the formula that put is put together. There's no, good I will just say this is one war for Austin Matthews. <laughs> he gets this a win. Was, the whole this thing. was a win for a call up. Like he, he did it. 
This yeah. was him tonight. He's the best player on the planet. You know what it remind me of? I love my cross-sport comparisons. They always piss off everybody in the chat. This was Josh Allen-like. This was, oh, wait, um, all of our defensive players are hurt? I don't care. Um, uh, I, Stephon Diggs isn't really going, and guys are dropping passes? I don't care. I'll run the ball. I'll throw the ball. Yeah. I, I'll make sure that everything happens. This was just a complete domination from him yeah. and i will say matt uh, marner i thought was really good tonight as well like he deserves some yeah. like big credit although he anybody with the puck line tonight my god pray for them because if you marner have smiling, the empties oh my god i thought it was shaving points but other than that he was i gotta be honest well. man after seeing him put up four points against san jose then be bad three straight nights against good teams i didn't i didn't want to see him throw in a freebie tonight yeah i Fine, think they that's got fair. the win you know it's uh the Matthews thing though. It's more than the goals, right? Like it's then thinking of the play where he picks, is it Lindholm's pocket and sets up Marner in front reminded me of, you know, picking McDavid's pocket the night before. So good taking pucks away, lifting sticks, keeping pucks in, just getting the play in the right half of the ice and Sheldon down the stretch played it like game seven of a playoff series. It was him, sure Marner and Callie Arncroft who went out over and over again in that third period. Well, I got to tell you, man, one of the things, one of the takeaways from tonight's game for me was awesome. You got this win, but what, what has been the biggest fear with the Toronto Maple Leafs over these last couple of years? It's been, is it a one line team? And for a group that brought in secondary scores like Bertuzzi and Domi and just paid Nylander all the money on planet earth and John Tavares also makes $11 million. They sure felt like a one line team again tonight. Yeah, they did. I mean, they were a one line team tonight. I, I can't. I thought that after there was a moment there where I think it was when we thought it was four, four after that, I thought Tavares and Nylander had some good shifts, good effort. They actually showed a replay of Tavares, like battling pretty good in the D zone and like focusing on that. But you and I were sending some texts after a period or two, 88 prior to that. I mean, He's just not looking like the guy he looked like earlier in the season with all that pop and taking it to the net and the desperation. Um, I'm not going to tie it to the the contract. Uh, I'm aware of the uh, coincidence of the turning point. But, <laughs> but he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he hasn't been good for five games. Uh, yeah, he hasn't scored since the contract. He hasn't scored since the San Jose cookie night. Just uh, should be noted that that is a thing that has happened. I'm not saying, just saying. I think that had we wanted to be a little bit more critical tonight, that we could have asked Joe to clip some fairly lazy plays from William Nylander tonight. Yes. And to the Tavares battling point, okay, that was nice that he was. I noticed it too. But it also only happened. This is like the, oh, the guy leads the league in block shots. I'm like, doesn't that mean pucks in his end a lot? <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. that. He was battling, but it's because his line was hemmed in. And if yeah. not for that goal, or sorry, that that hand pass taking away the goal, I do think that one of the stories would have been, man, them in the third period up until then, it was that, like it was this, yeah. that they were getting absolutely lost, pot, last, lost battle on the wall here ends up in their hands again. Like it's, you know, almost, almost, almost had the puck and couldn't win the battles. I, I, again, I, to say the same thing over this line, when they put Bertuzzi, uh, Nylander and Tavares together, they just really have moments in the D zone where they do not look like they've played together. And I'm guessing that they have played together very well. I don't have to guess. They played a lot of minutes together to look this way, which is very, very surprising. The lack of chemistry amongst this group. 
I think it would be interesting, you know, to or it's going to be interesting to hear Sheldon to see if there's more of like they had a Marner breakaway, they had a Domi breakaway, they had chances in the third that it didn't have to be this close. They still haven't been able to get that separation he wanted, but at least uh, you know, regulation win, 14th on the season now for the Leafs. Uh, you know, you go into to Vancouver at least not. It would be a totally different build up to Saturday night had they lost this hockey game tonight. So it's huge. It's it's massive, man. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody in there should be thanking Matthews. Yeah. Everybody in there, the coach, the staff, it should be uh Jordy Bean. He comes down, they thank him, and they thank Matthews. And it's just a, a group celebration of this player because buddy, <laughs> without him, they they absolutely lose that that game tonight. What'd you think um, of Jones? I thought Jones was okay for stretches but that the obviously he's he's letting in more stinkers now like the martin jones that we expected to yeah. be martin jones is starting to be a little bit more martin jonesy i would say is that... anytime you play your third goalie a lot i think yeah. it's reasonable to say we are accepting one goal per game as a tax for having our third goalie in is going to be not awesome and i mm-hmm. think that's kind of where you're at you get away with one tonight with the mm-hmm. disallowed goal disallowed goal against Edmonton as well. Um, but yeah, you're paying a one goal per game tax right now. They are. And what was his save percentage going in before like the last couple of games? It was something like 932 or something. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It, was, it was never going to be that way. And I, no. I like Martin Jones. I think that he's solid. I think he's quiet in the net, big, all these different things, clear, good vet. But yeah, you, you couldn't anticipate that this was going to remain the same way. But I, I, I just... It's awesome that Matthews put the cape on tonight. He really takes a lot of the pressure off. I'm glad that we get to celebrate him. Again, this is this. Do you know who the other players in the NHL are that have four hat tricks in the season right now? The active players? Uh, is it Pasternak, maybe? Correct. One. There's, right. I'll tell you, there's, there's four. This is kind of a trick question, but there's four guys other than Matthews that are currently playing that have four, uh, four hat tricks in the season right now. Uh, McKinnon, McDavid. Nope. 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 And nope. No, it's Pasternak. You yeah. got one. The other one, come on, you got to get at least one. My brain isn't working right now. Who shoots it in the net a lot? I don't know. Well, is it Banajad? No, Panarin? Ovechkin. Ovechkin has. Ovechkin. Ovechkin. Oh, Ovechkin. Oh, you mean not this season? No, 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 not that. No, 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 not this season. Sorry. In their career, there are okay. there are only four active players that yeah. have four hat tricks in one calendar year. Desid? Nope. Tage Thompson is the other. Really. Yes, and then the other one is Austin Matthews again. This is the second time <laughs> that he's done it in his career. It's just right. it's incredible. But yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they again, they're carrying too much of the weight. The Leafs now have over 80% of their offense coming from their top guys, Yarn Crock and Riley. Like it's that's 80% of their goals this year now after tonight. It's just like all the scoring is coming from one place. Eventually, somebody else is gonna have to step up and take some of this pressure off of Matthews because like I, I just think your formula of Matthews scoring hat trick to win is not sustainable. It's no. it's not it's not going to keep happening night in night out, man. No, yeah, you know, I'm thinking back to the playoffs against Tampa Bay and Florida and you know getting a goal here and there from, you know, Lafferty pitches one in and Kerfoot tips one in here and there, mm-hmm. but like, you know, they they just didn't find enough other goals and, you know, not to say that tonight is a a reason to say the, you know, to assess the whole state of the Leafs, but it does feel like they, that's going to be something that needs to be addressed here. The problem is Bertuzzi doesn't seem to be that like, I don't know. 
what's happened here, but like there's a moment tonight where he's got the puck six feet from the top of the crease. And he's trying to slide one back door to whoever it was fine. But like, can you not play like Marner? Can you, can you be just a guy who takes it to the net hard and finishes and shoots? And I, you know, Bertuzzi is struggling for an identity on this team. What would you say it is? It's not grid or whatever he was brought here for. It's not offense. What is his role right now? Right now, I think that his strongest attribute is playmaking. Like yeah, that's what he sure. continuously tries to do. And it's like, that's not who you are. McKee and I talked about this the other night where he went, yeah, but he's not as good of a passer as Domi is. And I went, correct. It's just for, for five and a half million dollars, he has like, he's been a complete no-show. I thought when he came in, he was going to be like the most popular player, right? Just everyone was going to love this guy. Remember his first game? He yeah. gets in a scrum. He's around the net the entire night. And it feels like his game this year has been far more finesse. To me, I think that if, if you're making the fire the coach argument, and I said this on my podcast, that the, the strongest case is that you, you probably want to find more from some of the other guys that Tree Living brought in here. Like it's another night where Max Domi only played 10 minutes and mm -hmm. his only moment of note was when he gets a wide open opportunity in front of the net and doesn't bury it. Yeah. And then Bertuzzi, who he plays more, Keith cussed out as the broadcast brought up, yeah. yelled at him to get off the ice at one point and had another game that was largely forgettable and really not full of any kind of moments of impact. Again, dude, th like this really was an Austin Matthews night. Even like to your point about how they turned it on in the second period, it was like, look who carried them in the second period. Look who had the legs and let his team find themselves. It was Austin freaking Matthews and Mitch yeah. Marner. Those two guys did the damn thing. And the other guys kind of fell in line, but not in an impactful way, more of an we're not going to screw us over kind of way was yeah. what it was more like. Hey, I just looked up uh, Bertuzzi's hits per game and where he is on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's 15th in hits per game. Yeah, no, that's not good. No. <laughs> Be high. <laughs> the grit you brought in is yeah. a, a breath ahead of Nick Robertson, you know. Not He's got quite. more pieces to like more ugly pieces to his equipment than he has hits this year. It's not a great <laughs> stat. Yeah. So, you know, I haven't had the chance to talk much Leafs with you. Yeah. Where, where have you been on the team right now? Um, oh. you know, the, the big topics are a, um, Keith and then buy or sell for the Leafs. Uh, we had this sell conversation today for the Leafs and what it would look like if they said, we, you know, we don't think we're good enough. I think they are good enough and I don't think they should sell, but where are you on the status of the Leafs? I think that you are un, like, let's this, this West coast trip. I, I akin it to Charlie Montoya. And when he went out West with the Toronto blue Jays a couple of years ago, yeah. and then he didn't come back. It's like yeah. Sheldon Keefe needs wins from his team against these tough opponents. And that's why tonight was massive. Cause I, I just think that you lose this one, that puck goes in the at alternate reality where we're not saying that's a hand pass. Like we're there's, there's two time, you know, sliding door moments for me in this game. One was the Matthews goal as we referenced the first one of the game. Yeah. The second is the hand pass. And if neither of those things happen, then you and I are on here purely discussing that there's nothing else to talk about other than the coaches standing. Like remember when they beat Pittsburgh, when they embarrassed Pittsburgh, though it felt like these are two ships and completely different Pittsburgh, I saw today in the standings, is two points back of the Leafs before tonight's result. Buddy, Montreal's five points back. Yeah. It's 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 a <laughs> disaster. It's a calamity at this point. So, no, my thought on the state of the Leafs is what I've said tonight, which is 
it's a it, this win is great. I, I'm yeah. thrilled that Matthews played so well. I'm thrilled for the Leafs fans that were in attendance in Calgary because I've been to these games out west and it's a war. It is a the best Leaf games you can go to are not here in Toronto. They are in every other Canadian arena. You will right. have the very best time. It is like that's when you really do feel the quote unquote passion that unites us. You're not in the concourses here and you're just with your friends. You go to the concourses in Ottawa, Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and you are having a blast with the yeah. other Leaf fans. You're high-fiving in the seats. It's the best time. I'm yeah. so glad that they got one. So, so glad that they got one. But again, you you required a hat trick from your best player and a hand-pass goal that doesn't count for you to scrape by with a one-goal win in regulation. It's just – it's. I don't know how you can feel overly confident about where this um, team is at, considering like yeah. what I saw tonight was amazing from the top line. A, not a lot of great stuff from the rest of the roster. Like who would you say was the third best guy tonight for the Leafs after I, those I two that. on the top line? Love that question. Um... <laughs> Correct. That's the answer. Correct. It just, uh, they don't, they don't feel like a team that plays together, bud. Like they, they don't, they, they don't play with any kind of connectivity. Crying. They don't have any grit. They don't have any identity beyond the stars. Yeah. Like the one thing just, is though, JD, like yeah. Matthews does play on the team. And I love making that point, you know, where it's like, you know, when oftentimes you talk to people about a team, they're like, yeah, they, they just have a good goalie though. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, he gets, he plays for them. He's so, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and that's how I feel about Matthews. Like, he is uh, an absolute force, but he's a guy that they have. And that's one of the reasons they pay him the way, way they do. And he can win you some. So he wins you some tonight, buys time for the other guys to figure it out. The big concern, and I know this is the point you're making, is just so many guys got to figure it out. TJ so Brody many. is a absolute problem for them. He can't play on the top pair in the NHL this season and who, and, and who are you going to replace him with a guy who grabbed the puck and did a spin rama with it in the most crucial moment of the game timothy Dude, every time they cut to lilligren he was like is he like it looked like the edibles just hit or something like i don't know what it is but yeah there's this there's, that's always been a, i think a little bit a part of his game is that yeah uh there's there's a spaciness there yeah i guess you know like mccabe in that game was everything jake mccabe is where he absolutely bodies some guy and then he turns one over and then he, you know, Oh, here we got uh, McCabe on, on Kadri. Kadri hit. Yeah. Lovely. Oh. This, this is now McCabe's corner. Eh? It's like somebody goes in that corner with McCabe every oh. night now, and he's just doing business. Yeah. I love McCabe for this. You know, he gets guys slightly off balance. Joe, do we have the, uh, the McCabe breakout, the good one too, but right before his turnover, like he is just so hot and cold. He's able to like shake guys, make a little dish, make a play. And then the very next touch, he looks like he's using the wrong end of his stick. So, yeah, I don't know if we have that one or not, but he's just, the point is with McCabe, I don't trust him to be a top pair guy. He looks like he's going to play over 20 minutes a night for them, though, in the playoffs right now. Anyway, you cut it. So you mm-hmm. hope you get more of the good. Yeah. <laughs> Cross your fingers, man. I just saw a thing today. I saw a report that if you want to try to pry UC Soros from the Nashville Predators, that it would take more than two first round picks in the twenties, which is what the Leafs hope that their first round picks are. Right. So yeah. they're just flat out out on UC Saros because that's yeah. all they have. If you trade those two first round picks, you don't have them. You have, you would have three consecutive seasons without first. Like it's yeah. just, that's not a sustainable thing to do in the NHL. No. Okay. So 
it's tough to improve the goaltending in like a meaningful way where you can go get like a game breaker goaltender. That's going to change things for your defense. Okay. So the number one defenseman, well, you just played a team tonight that has one in Hannafin, but it's very touch and go in terms of whether yeah. he's going to leave. Like the, the league is not. Francis thinks he's going to sign. He was on our show today. Yeah. It, it, that's been the feeling like from the very jump in Calgary, right? That they just didn't want to let another stud go. It's like, who, who is the number one defenseman that people really feel like is going to balance out the rest of the lineup? Like I like Tanev and I watched him tonight very closely thinking, okay, this is going to be big time Tanev watch. He's a nice player. I, I don't think that bad night. Chris Tanev arrives in Toronto and sits at the top pairing. And then all of a sudden all the dominoes, like all the pieces of the puzzle, they start to. It helps, right? Yeah, it helps, but it's just, I, I just, I want to see more from the guys on the team to earn the the sell, right? Or the buy, right? When you ask me the question about, hey, like, yeah. would you get to the point of selling? I don't think they can do that because they have the stars in the prime and it's just, it's kind of inexcusable. Although I do think there's sort of an interesting, like TJ Brody, Tyson Berry comparable to 2020, where you say, hey, we're not going to do this unless we get something really valuable back, but we're listening on this yeah. you know we're we're not we're not hanging up phones if you're yeah. calling on this player you know the the conclusion i sort of came to on our show today is that like if the leafs are where i think they are in the nhl somewhere between the seventh and 11th best team in the league do you think that's a fair assessment sixth and 11th maybe somewhere in that sort it's of range uh, you can't you can't tell me that right now like it, if uh, if you're gonna say what's their ceiling i would say that they're above there's their six but based on the play right now like i can't i know that a lot of people who watch this show are probably frustrated right now because they won a game and you just want to be celebrating matthews and be like yo tell me how good matthews is and i, I he's great he's amazing on pace for 71 the most he's, he's ever the, the most in the Solani. He, he shoots yeah. it in a lot yeah, he does. Again, he's he's incredible. Uh, I, I did my Matthew stats. I've, I've done as much Matthew as I can do. But I just I can't ignore a first period where, like I said, there's the, there's a blue line that can't break a puck out and there's forwards that don't come back and support and aren't tough on the walls. I can't ignore that they play this style where they try to keep the puck so it goes backwards sometimes, but then they don't have the personnel to handle that when it happens. And so it leads to calamity that they've got they're leaning completely on William Nylander being that 11 and a half million dollar player. And he's going to come back online. He's he just will. disconnected from the internet for a bit. I don't blame him. He, he will. He's been grinding to get that contract. He's I'm going in the wilderness for a little. I'll see y'all later. God, this is so your personality. Yes. You're like, I relate to him. I want that. Yeah. I want. Like, oh, do I need to go sh- prove my contract? Yeah. I have eight years to do that. I'll yes. show you why. And he later. absolutely does. And that's why I don't want to overreact to the play. And that's why I haven't really even brought it up on the show. My only point is, is that like, it's not as though he doesn't have a track record of doing that in the other seasons. And that if you were in the camp of, hey, this was a contract year. And then you remove that incentive in the middle of the year. Ooh, it's just can make you a little nervous. Tavares yeah, does, does, you know, Tavares not scoring goals and getting hemmed in and having more brain farts, I think, than ever is like a cause for concern. It's just, I, yeah, anyway, God, I don't want to be overly negative tonight, but I just, there's just Hold so on, I was making a point things. before we got derailed. I was making a point. The Leafs are what? Six to 11th, whatever my range. Yeah, was. I just, yeah, I just don't think that they're, I don't think that they're a top five team right now. I don't think that right. they look like a Stanley Cup contender. And to me, they need to prove that they are taking a meaningful step and a a couple of those pieces that I referenced that are uh, below expectation right now, they need to take a step. If I'm Brad tree living and yeah. saying, you want me to spend a first round pick, then do something to make me do it. This is where the I'm going with that, which is just, if you are 
you know, UC Soros, like, what are we talking about UC Soros for? Like, you know, you're not going to spend assets in a year where you think you might be the 10th best team, you know, to become the eighth best team. That doesn't make sense. You have a guy named Joe Wall who you don't know what he is, but when you're the 10th best team or whatever, you cross your fingers and say, I hope he's healthy. And I hope he's the guy he was before he left. If he isn't, the season's lost, but we haven't given up any assets and, you know, we'll draft and we'll take a run at it next year. I, I just think they have to play better for them to do more. Right. Totally. Like, it, you know, so you win some games, you go on a run, you make them think maybe we're the sixth best team, not the 10th best team. Maybe we can get into the top five. Now we're talking, but as things currently sit, it'd be real hard to say Fraser Minton for Chris Tanev. And then next year starts, you've lost in the first mm-hmm. round and you don't have either of those guys. Yeah, and you could have signed Tanev likely in free agency because he was willing to come home anyways. And then you go, right? Whoops, maybe we rushed that. Dude lives like five minutes from me here in Toronto. He likes. I've asked, I've asked Show before I ask you my final question, anyways, on this game. Uh, We've asked Show to put what we think is the funniest comment into the text chat, into the text part, and he has noted that a lot of people in the comments tonight are saying that we're wearing Kyle Dubas glasses, and so it's a tough. These are my home glasses. Don't judge me. I will say that I washed my face today and I got a little bit of the soap in my eye and could not return to the contact lenses. So it's like, it's, it's a glasses night. We're doing, I have my like cool on air glasses and these are my like, look, you, you want me to do Leafs talk? You're getting my home glasses. This is what you get. Anyways. Yes. We're both just, we're do we're doing it up tonight. That's why the critiques are there. We miss our guy. Uh, I, (laughs) If you watch the show enough with me and you think that that's my take, I, I don't know what else I could do. Yeah. Um, so when I talk about all the pieces and the ones that really aren't going right now and the things that do need to change coming into this year, buddy, Nyes was such an important piece. It was this guy, this bull, remember him from the playoffs, like what a player he was, what a, what a big loss it felt like when they didn't have him against the Panthers, when he ends up getting hurt in the series. Yeah. And do you do you think he's hit a rookie wall? Like what what are you seeing with his game right now? Because he's a guy who again got stapled to the bench tonight, 10 minutes, and that's becoming routine for him. Yeah, I do think he's hit a rookie wall. I uh I'm reminded of earlier in the season when he was sick and missed two games, I think, and he came back his first game back after having like two two nights off was against Pittsburgh, and he came out like a house on fire. Gordie Howe hat-trick scores the goal roasting a guy mm-hmm. wide, you know, his best game of the season. And, you know, you go look through his hockey elite, you know, elite prospects or hockey DB page, whatever your, your site is. And the guy's career high in games played is 44 games in junior hockey. He played 40 games in college. This is the most hockey he's ever played in like four months. The NHL level playing beside Matthews for most of the year. It's a lot. I think he could use a night off. I don't think that's quitting on him or whatever. I think it's maximizing the chance of getting the most out of him later in the year. Cause right now he's just, he doesn't look confident. He doesn't have the puck anymore. Do you ever see him have the puck? Like he's just, he's not involved in the hockey games anymore. And he just, he just needs a sec. So totally agree with you. And you even think about stuff like, Hey, uh, the Sweden trip, if you're an NHL pro and a vet, you can probably handle that a little bit more. Uh, you can more easily than a young kid. Yeah. And and I think our brain goes because we're all old and broken. Those of us, we go, well, no, the young guy should have all the energy. He should be able to do this. It's like, no, man, he is, he's not built up his body. We think about pitchers, right? And baseball, yeah. and you want to build up the innings on the arm before that you really trust them to go out and pitch 200 innings. 
And in hockey, we just we never really have it. We just say, hey, rookie wall. But dude, Matthew, or sorry, Matthew Nyes, when he's at his very best, he feels relentless in the forecheck. That is yeah. like the calling card of his game is that he chases guys around. And when a D man or when a defenseman is trying to play with the puck back in his own zone or going back for a puck, I love it when Nyes is just like on his back right. and forcing him to make a difficult play. And I, I don't see that anymore. I see a guy that is just looking very lost, not having an impact on the game. And in the D zone is really, 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 really fighting it. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that if these guys, and, and this gets to something that I talked about on my show today, which is that I, I keep hearing the same thing about this team from many different places, which is that internally they are way too concerned with narratives and media and that it is not just a Mitch Marner issue. It is pervasive throughout the entire building. And I think that instead of doing what is right for the player and Matthew yeah. and I's and simply just saying, we're going to sit you for a night. They're worried about the narrative that is going to come off of something like that, where they sit him and all of a sudden it's blaming him for the losses and not the coach and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Instead of just doing what's right by the player. And that's what sucks about when your team is in a rut is that it does blow things out of proportion. It sucks and in, here. And yeah, it that. sucks here. And in, in reality, they just need to sit the kid down for a night or two, give him a breather, put Nick Robertson in, hope that his legs are going and then see Matthew Nyes in a week and hope that it carries into the All-Star game. Two things on this. One, when you think of, you know, I I wrote yesterday about the Leafs' inability to have ozone possession time. Who on the Leafs can rag the puck in the ozone? Have it cut back with a guy on their back, eat minutes. Nyes, it's like the, you know, Matthews and whatever, and it's Nyes. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't been able to do that for a while, which is it really hurt their offense. The other funny thing about uh, sit one out and put Nick Robertson in, and um, this is not a suggestion, but just a reminder. Remember Ryan Reeves is on this team and healthy. Like he, he no. Yeah. He's an available guy that <laughs> no. is with the team and has a three-year contract. He's, yeah. He's, Remember Sam Lafferty used to play here. Uh, don't yes. do that. No, hey, he has saying. nine goals for Vancouver or something this year. He's just been great for them. And Good he's a dog. care. Fast he's a, he's a dog scored for them everything. in the postseason last year. Anyway. Yeah. That's yeah, a pretty good player. I, you know, to me, Ryan Reeves, no offense is no different than Kyle Clifford plays for the Marlies. Like, you know, so there's two guys down there. It's like, that's where you belong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, and just, just a reminder that he's yeah. there. <laughs> just, yeah. I, uh, I don't want to live that again. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go back. I, I don't want to go back there. Uh, hey, Justin Bourne, anything else for you? Or are we going to wrap the sucker up? This was a long one. So I appreciate all good, it. pal. Yeah, this was fun. It was great catching up. So I hope everybody enjoys it. You know, we went long tonight, people. So the least you could do, the least you could do is subscribe, leave five stars. If you follow on iTunes or you listen to this thing on Spotify, you got it from a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, hit thumbs up. You can leave a comment if you'd like. You can follow Justin and I on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus and at JT Bourne. Wait, what's your professional Instagram? It's just at JT Bourne underscore SN. Oh, okay. That's it. You threw the SN in there. Right? I, I see. This the is, SN's for super nice. No, I was going to say that's a man with extreme confidence that he'll like remain at the company on his terms as long as he wants. Whereas I've never put SN in anything because I'm like, I'll be honest. Day. It was a big debate. <laughs> and I've just decided to claim it doesn't stand for Sportsnet. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every <laughs> day that they're like, you still work here. The key card works. Like I, every time my key card even like remotely screws up, I'm like, this oh, yeah, no, this is <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, it was always the right call. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, Justin Bourne. Thanks for being here. We will catch you on Saturday with Anthony Petrella.